Tuesday, August 15th, 2023. We made it through the storm. Talk about that in a minute. Let this marinate for a little bit. I've decided that if I ever do an evening podcast, this is the music right here. I don't know if it's right for the morning, but it is. Um, and I, I don't, you listen to this whenever you listen to this, but I do this early in the morning. And so it's weird for me sometimes. I love the music. But sometimes in the morning, it feels a little smoky, a little, you know, loungy. Um, and that's not really morning music. So I don't know. Maybe I'll play cartoon music in season two. Um, we, so we had a lot of rain and, uh, it rained all day yesterday. Now we're in a big, we're in a big drought right now where, where I live, Southeast Wisconsin, we're in Sussex and we've had probably less rain than a lot of people just North or just South of here. And, uh, I even hear just, um, West of here that they've gotten more rain. I, I had a friend telling me that they were, they had this cookout thing and, um, like, oh yeah, you're lucky you didn't make it out here because it poured on us and it didn't rain here at all. And that's 15 minutes west of here. 15 minutes west of here and we didn't get any rain. Um, now yesterday, we got some rain. Bet you we got a couple inches, if not three, um, which we needed. <clears throat> we have a little bit of a fear of large rains because once we had three days of rain that accumulated to about eight inches of rain over three days. And the last 12 hours of that storm, we were without power, which of course, if you know anything about storms and basements, um, the last part of this, the the later in the storm, the worse, because even if it poured out for like a half a day and then stopped and you got like two inches of rain, that rain's not going to be like anywhere near your basement or anywhere it could get in your house for a while. And, um, but of course it had been raining for three days. Our power goes out and we had a little bit of dampness down in our basement and we, um, had to clean that up. And we were so fortunate because we don't, we don't have much that we store in our basement. So we had some boxes that got the bottoms got wet. Um, I don't think there was a thing like an actual thing down there that got even wet on the bottom. Um, so we were, we were really fortunate, but it, it, it just, I mean, it, when it does, it's just like, oh, we're hoping to lose power because we lose power here a lot. We've been talking about getting a whole home generator because we lose power here so often. But anyway, it rained yesterday a lot and our lawn is going to look <laughs> spectacular, uh, over the next few days because it's going to get warm again. So, uh, yeah, by the way, uh, <laughs> yesterday it was like 64 degrees for a high. The day before it was like 80 something. 64 yesterday for a high, and now today it's going to be in the mid-70s, I believe. So it's kind of a crazy swing of things, but it's going to be like 90 this weekend. So uh, at any rate, the lawn's going to look amazing, I'm sure. Um, joke of the day. Uh, this is this is a great joke. Uh, what do you call a chicken staring at lettuce? Chicken sees a salad. <laughs> That's courtesy of my buddy Dennis. Uh, he's he's uh, contributed so much content to the show. I'm going to get him a $5 gift certificate to somewhere. Uh, seriously, he, this is like his third joke. And I think he 
he sends me jokes at the weirdest times. Like one time it was like two o'clock in the morning. Um, this one came over the weekend. I don't remember exactly when, uh, but it just was at a weird time. But it, when they make me laugh, I'm like, dude, totally using that. And he, I think he secretly loves that. I think it's the only reason he tells me jokes, which makes me sad. I wish people would just tell me jokes just because they like telling jokes. I love jokes. I love them. I love them so much. What am I grateful for today? Grateful for good jokes. As I mentioned, I'm grateful for the rain, rain, rain. Um, it was really nice. And God, I, I mentioned this yesterday. Love a work day when it's rainy. I love it. I love a work day when it snows. I don't like the snow, like in general, but I like that <clears throat> kind of being trapped inside kind of thing. I like that. Um, it just, when it snows, I think it needs to snow like a big snowfall right before Christmas and then never snow again. That's what I think. That's where I want to live, wherever the weather's like that. Um, I, another thing I'm grateful for is being completely caught up. I am, no, I am not completely caught up. But what I mean by that is I feel very on top of everything right now. So I'm caught up with knowing where all my loose ends are, documenting all my loose ends so that I don't forget my loose ends and that they can become not loose ends anymore. They can become tied up ends. So that's where I'm at, and I feel good about that. Every day brings new surprises and new things. You got to, you know, and I'll be outside or something today, and I'll, I'll be like, oh, shoot, got to do that too. So whatever, but I feel that way right now, and I'm grateful, very grateful for that. Um, I am grateful for our old man dog, Lucky. He turned 98 years old on Sunday in dog years. 14 in human years. In about two and a half months, I think, I figured out. I once figured out the math. If a dog ages seven years in every year, then it's like every month and a half, two and a half months. I can't remember what it was. Uh, I think it's every month and a half or a month and a third or something that they age a year. And therefore, in a few months, uh, Lucky will be 100. Uh, he is as energetic and as capable as any dog we have. We have a dog that's not even two. Well, maybe she is two. It's just over two. Then we have a 10-year-old who is just an amazing dog who seemed to be on the decline until we got the young dog. Um, but he, this this Lucky has not lost a step. He is up with Lisa and I all the time in, in the middle of the night. Like I shouldn't say in the middle of the night, but like when we're watching TV in the middle of the night, we're, he's like sniffing around. He's, he'll cover the whole house. Sniffing around for crumbs. He'll be in the living room where all the other, where all the dogs eat their snacks. And he'll just, any little crumb that they left behind. And there's Lucky. He's finding it. Yeah. Great dog. Great dog. And he's a lover dog and he is an ornery dog and he is the fun police dog. Give you a little, couple little examples. Lucky uh, will one up on your lap. He'll get up on your lap and he will stay there for the rest of the day and be happy. He will, he gives me, when he wants to come up by me, he'll just, he'll be a couple feet away from me and he'll give me the eye. He gives me, it's the weirdest thing. He looks at me out of the side of his face and he's like, I'm coming for you. And he comes and he just marches right over, gets up on my lap and just plops right now. 
that's and I don't get any say in the matter. And if I try to move him, he's gonna he's gonna snip at me. He's just a shit. Uh, I love that guy. And but he uh, it, when the other dogs play, he it's too much commotion for him. And he gets all pissy at him. Like if they play and they get near him, he goes after him and just like clamps onto an ear. And then those two big dogs just look at him like, oh, I'm uh, I I'm sorry. Uh, and it's just the most wonderful thing. Anyway, uh, don't forget to be grateful. Things that make you grateful make you happy. Uh, and if you're grateful for people, don't forget to tell them. This is the meat of the program. Call what's eating kale. It's things that interest, confound, or gnaw at me. And um, other than the fact that I am about to sneeze, it's going to be a little bit different today. Because the reason it's a little bit different is I have virtually no notes. So this is either going to go really fast and really quick or it's going to go really like this will be like an hour long because I don't have notes to keep me on track. So I'm just I'm trying this out because um, the amount of time it takes me to make notes, um, trying to kind of quash that a little bit. Um, So the first thing that's on the what's eating kale list today is I had a very Keurig morning. Um, as I mentioned, our Keurig broke down on Sunday, uh, and we had to go out and get this new fancy, crazy, app-driven, frothing, cappuccino-making um, Keurig. And I, I love it. And I'm drinking a cup today that is even more robust than yesterday. And I still have two levels of robustness to go. And I like this, but i got to be honest with you, I like the, the one less robust better. So I'm just going to enjoy a sip here. Just uh, if you have a cup, enjoy. Mm. Mountain grown coffee. Um, anyway, I had a Keurig morning. So if any, if you've ever owned a Keurig, um, they're wonderful um, machines. They really are. They, they make a great cup of coffee, consistent. Um, but every Keurig owner has had the, uh, the misfortune of making a cup without putting the cup underneath the Keurig. You go and you prep and you put the pot in and you forget to put the cup under there. You hit play, (laughs) you hit hit make my coffee and all the coffee goes in into the reservoir under where your cup would sit. Now, back in the day, that reservoir was not big enough and coffee would go everywhere. So I've had, I've got Keurigs for years and years and years. And it goes everywhere. Uh, and then they made they were smart enough to make the reservoir big enough for a, a full cup of coffee, which is smart. But now if Lisa goes, I haven't cleaned it up yet because I was in a hurry this morning. Uh, and I'm just going to let Lisa know that, hey, uh, there's coffee down there. I'll clean it up later. Um, but don't you forget to put your coffee cup under there. Otherwise, we're going to have a mess. Now, here's the thing. Oh, geez. Uh, our dogs are out. So that means Lisa might be making a cup of coffee any second now, and I can't tell her. Anyway, let's hope for the best there. The, um, <laughs> the So that's the Keurig. Like, everybody's done that with a Keurig. They've let the coffee accidentally, they, they forget to put the mug. Well, the thing with this app, one, is it reminds you, and I still fucked it up today. I did. I totally, it says, don't forget your mug. <laughs> and I scoffed at it. I literally scoffed at it. I don't forget my mug. I literally scoffed at it, went and made my breakfast sandwich, did my little race in the morning, and I come over by my coffee mug, and there's no mug underneath the thing. Oh, I'm such an idiot. So I'm having a very curious morning, but I am enjoying my cup now. 
It's excellent. Very excellent. Oh, the other thing too. Here's one thing that I don't like about this app-driven thing. Now, Lisa, so the screen is on top of the Keurig and I can't see it in the wheelchair. So before with the Keurigs, I just knew where the buttons were and I could just reach up and hit the right buttons. In in this case, uh, I don't know the buttons and I have the app, so it works out great. But this morning, I come out into the kitchen and I open up my app and I have to fucking sign in. Oh. There is nothing that galls me more than the programs I use all the time making me sign in again and again and again. It's infuriating. It doesn't even give me the fingerprint option to just get into the, oh. Just, mm, mm. So, one downfall right there. But that's really just me because I don't even know if Lisa uses the app when she makes her cup. I'll have to find that out. But anyway... Thing number two that's eating kale today, um, we have more patio chairs than Lambeau Field, and it needs to stop. Uh, we we bought this table, and I don't know if I ever told the story about the table. I mean, some of you, I know some of you have heard it because you're close to me, and I, we complained about it all the time. And anyway, we have this patio table. It was, a, it was an adventure to get it. It cost a lot of money, and we love it. And for a year before we got the table, we had the chairs for the table and they were sitting in our garage and that pissed me off. Taking up half my garage with these boxes of chairs that we had to put together. And um, anyway, they're out there and there's eight of them. Eight of them. Who needs eight effing chairs around a table? Now, I I mean, I want to entertain and I want people coming over and all that kind of stuff, but we don't, we're never going to have, we're going to have 30 people or we're going to have four. It's there's never eight. There's never that's just not a thing that happens. Now, when you have thirty people over, do you need eight? Sure, but do you need eight all around the table at one time? No, because thirty people are going to be eating all over the place. You still don't need thirty at the table. If I want to go sit at that table, I have to pull a chair out, which are not on wheels, and it's not easy. They're very heavy chairs. You you pull one out, and then I go sit there. Well, if the sun changes and I need to move somewhere else on the table, I need to put that chair back just to be able to get in the thing. There's never any there's never any room. So right now. All these chairs are lined up, not around the table, but just kind of in a line. It's just fucking maddening. I'm sorry, but it's just, it's just killing me right now. I just, I can't, I can't, I just can't, I just can't. Um, it reminds me though of a thing. Um, when Lisa goes in. Like she she does like a lot of stuff, right? Like if she bounces around and just does like a hundred things all at once. It's usually very unorganized, very not thought out. It's just like she's doing laundry and while she's doing laundry, she's going to do a dish and then she's going to do more laundry and then she's going to pick something up and then she's going to go full. She, it just, she's all over the place, right? So speaking of these chairs, we have all of them lined up except for one, to be honest with you. One of them is at the table. <laughs> It's really funny because she's out like watering plants and she's bebopping around outside and she's like doing all kinds of different things. She's picking up poop. She's watering plants. She's just all over the place. If you remember the old Family Circle cartoon where they show the footprints of where the kid had been uh, throughout the day, that's kind of like Lisa. And in this moment, the chair was turned away from the thing. And she's doing this, doing this, doing this. And then she goes out of her way to turn the chair toward the table and then she goes back about her business. And I'm like, <laughs> of all the things you could have done, 
that moment, that was the thing that you had to do right there. It was just, it was funny. Uh, but anyway, that's the, too many chairs. Uh, we got to do something about the chairs. If I ever have eight people over, in, in, the, in my case, it'd have to be nine because, like, including me, because I don't need one of those chairs. So if we're ever in a moment when those are filled up perfectly, I will, I will do something so gracious for Lisa, she'll never forget it. That's that's how, I that's how much I think. It's <laughs> horrible. It's how much I think that'll never happen because I'll never have to do something gracious for it. But I just don't think that's ever going to happen. <clears throat> All right, moving along. Um, we're 17 minutes into this thing, and uh, I'm doing pretty good. Staying on track. I'm not meandering all over the place. We're now on learning from my mistakes. And I have learned some stuff over the years. Many, many moons ago, I'm going to say mid-90s, I got into radio. And my very first um, program director, who's, when you're a radio announcer, the program director is your most immediate boss. He's the one who decides what music gets played and when, and he's the one who decides when the music's playing, here's where you talk, here's where you don't talk, here's where you do the weather, here's where he builds the program, okay? And in my first job, I had a guy named Mike Green, but I only had him for a few months, and then he took a job in Kalamazoo. Radio people move around a lot. Um, My next program director was named Bill Phillips, and I did not love Bill Phillips. He was kind of a pain in the butt. Uh, but I, I will say that there are a number of moments when the advice that Bill Phillips gave me comes up in my life. And so I probably should be grateful for that. And I, and I am, this is a little homage to Bill Phillips, who, um, was not my favorite program director. Now it just, he, maybe because he was tough and he probably should have been. Um, but I just never, uh, there, there's a moment when you're, when you're a radio announcer that every week you sit down with your program director and he listens with you to the tape of what you did over the week. And then he criticizes you and tells you how to... Bill just criticized. He never really said, I think you should do this. This would make you awesome. Bill just said, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. Which, by the way, I was new, so I probably was doing all those things wrong. And I did learn. Um, There's no question about it. But Bill would be like, you said degrees. People don't need to know degrees. You don't need to say it's 57 degrees outside. People know degrees. It's too many words. I said, are you effing kidding me? That's just the way it comes out of my mouth. It's 57. (laughs) Anyway, so that was Bill. But he had this one piece of advice that I think of all the time. And that piece of advice was, wherever you are, be there. And his thing was, I was doing overnights, which is a tough shift to work. You work from 10, 11 o'clock at night until the morning show comes in at, say, 5 o'clock in the morning. And that's a long shift. And radio, typically your shift is about four hours. That's a long shift. And so you kind of get bored. You're tired. And so when you're kind of mailing it in, that's what he was talking about. Wherever you are, be there. And, you know, that was important, especially it's important all the time, but it's important um, as my career grew, it became more and more important. So I am honestly not a fan of people who, like it bothers me when I see people who are 
doing like there's one main task that they're doing, but they're doing a whole bunch of ancillary things that aren't associated with that task and kind of not doing that one task well. The one that they're really setting out to do. And I'm not trying to pick on Lisa because I love her. And even these things, these little quirky things, are part of what I love about her. But when I cook with Lisa, when we both share duties during dinner, I'm telling you, she's doing laundry. She's doing math. It's just the weirdest thing. She's just like... When you make a burger, for example, okay, I do all the prep work on the burgers. I cook the burgers, uh, uh, typically on the grill. But you need the other stuff. You need the cheese. You need the buns to be prepared so that you can grill the buns. And she's like, well, how much time? And I'm like, do them now. There's not that much time. It takes like eight minutes to cook the burgers. So once I flip them, you got like two minutes and then I need cheese and I need buns. And okay, well, tell me when you flip them. And I'm like, you're not going to butter all the buns and the and get the cheese prepped before in two minutes. You're not going to do it. And then get it out. Oh, I, and, and so it gets a little frustrating. So we go through this on, I don't know, we had burgers on Saturday, I think. And, um, and I said, don't. And she did. And then I'm sitting out there and the burgers are still cooking. And I'm like, we, oh, come on. Now, I, could I take the burgers off? Yes, I could have taken the burgers off, but they would not have melted cheese. That would be sad. So, wait an extra minute for the cheese and the buns to come out. And I, burgers were overcooked. They tasted delicious. For whatever reason, our, they were still juicy. I don't know how. But, they, you know, they were a little dry. They're not dry, but like... um. The consistency, you know what I'm saying? Like it was a little crumbly. But for whatever reason, they tasted good and they had some moisture in them. And um, so I said, look, whenever we do this again, we're going to prep everything before I even take the burgers out. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. So I think the only thing that bad will happen, the only bad thing that will happen is that it'll take a while to put the burgers out. <laughs> and which is, it's, that's also a problem because like if I, if I season everything, you don't want that seasoning sitting on a burger, like especially salty seasonings. You don't want that sitting on a burger for a long time before you put it on. It's drawing all those juices out. Those will all come out before you even put them on the ground or on the grill, on the ground. I've done that a couple of times too. But yeah, so I and so wherever you are, be there. If you're making dinner, if you're cooking, cook. If you're driving a car, drive a car. If you're out with friends, be out with friends. You know, it's just one of those things. Wherever you are, be there. Now, do I get distracted? And I, yeah, sure. Um, but I work hard a lot of days to be like, this is what I'm doing. And then if something comes, no, no, don't, don't. And I got to kind of shove. I have to like purposely think of it and then not get distracted. So wherever you are, be there. Thank you, Bill Phillips. I appreciate it. And that's what's eating kale today. Tomorrow, Carol Sumbry and Dog Training 101. Stuff we can all learn from. Till then, make it a good one.